reading from the Gospel according to John. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, my disciples, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Nearly 2,000 years ago, Jesus prayed for you. Imagine that. There he was, gathered with his original disciples, imagining what was just ahead of him, Betrayal and arrest, the trial and crucifixion. And first he prayed for those disciples who were immediately with him, and then he prayed for those who would become disciples because of their word. He prayed for you, for me, nearly 2,000 years ago. Perhaps even more moving than Jesus having prayed for us back then is that he is still. Praying for us? Romans 8.34 says, The only person who is in a position to condemn us is Christ Jesus, who, it says in the very same verse, intercedes for us. The judge, it turns out, is also the defense attorney. The one with the evidence to condemn is also the one who is praying on our behalf. Is praying, Paul claims, present tense. United Methodist Church picks up on that language in our funeral liturgy. Having thanked God for the life of the person we were there to commemorate, we then reflect on Jesus' life. Above all else, we pray, we thank you for Jesus' who knew our griefs, who died our death, who rose for our sake, and who lives and prays for us. Most of that is past tense. Who knew, who died, who rose. But it ends in the present tense. Who lives and who prays for us. So as remarkable as it is that Jesus prayed for you 2,000 years ago, how about that he's praying for you now? 
graduates we're celebrating today are smart people. They put things together quickly. They realize that prayers are offered to God and that Jesus is God. Therefore, Jesus is talking to himself when he's praying. It's a little trippy. But if he's praying for these graduates and whatever it is they're doing next in life, they don't care how that works so long as it does. How does it work that Jesus, God, prays to God for us? Well, I could explain all that to you. But in two weeks, it's going to be Trinity Sunday, which will be the perfect time for Reverend Junis to clear all of that up. She'll be ordained by then, you know. She's ready. I'll just say this. Functionally speaking, Jesus' prayer works the way your prayer and my prayer works. Listen, Jesus calmed storms. He healed people. He fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves. He raised the dead. If his whole purpose of was to go around fixing whatever problems arose in our lives, he could do that without praying. He'd just say the word and it would be done. But as Jesus modeled for us, prayer is about more than fixing our problems. Prayer is about relationship. Our relationship with God, our relationship with one another. My grandmother prayed for me. Regularly. By name with intention. If she knew there was something going on in my life that was of a concern to me, she would include that in part of her prayers. But she didn't wait till I had a concern in my life to say, now I'll pray for Will. She prayed for me. She prayed for me because she loved me. She prayed for me because she loved God. Jesus prayers for us aren't just because he wants our lives to go better. They're because he loves us. They're because he loves God. We get a sense of that in the prayer that he offered on our behalf nearly 2,000 years ago. He doesn't pray that we'll be perfect disciples. He doesn't pray that we'll have easy lives. He doesn't pray that we will be filled with prosperity. Jesus prays that we'll be one. That as the Father and Holy Spirit and Jesus are one, so will we be. I'm interested in what unites people. Common, common allegiances are high on that list. If you see a bulldog, a terrier, a gamecock, a tiger, a paladin, whatever that is, sticker on a car, you feel some sort of commonality with the person who's driving that car. You feel some sort of distance from the person who's driving that car. You meet somebody who has shown loyalty to a place that you feel loyal to, you feel some sort of connection. Some allegiances seem to be superseding others. Friendships are being strained by differing opinions about political and social issues. People are increasingly choosing to live in politically homogeneous environments. 
Surveys indicate that parents are happier with their children marrying someone from a different ethnicity or a different religion than they are marrying someone from a different political party. And then there's Jesus, who's praying that we'll be one, which I believe gives us our best hope. Jesus' prayers are supported by his example. Reverend Luke Mabry was here this past Lent, and he preached one of the services, and he pointed out to us that Jesus did not call like-minded robots. He called people who would have voted differently. He called people who were from different backgrounds. Jesus was audacious enough to call someone who was a tax collector and someone who was a zealot and make them into the same small band of brothers. Jesus had women among his closest followers. He he raised up Samaritan's behavior as an example for Jewish people. He he brought together diverse people, people with long-standing distrust and disdain for one another. And he said, and he made them into one. Jesus prays that we'll be one, and he models it for us. And he's helping us become it. There's something happening at Central that's that's becoming far too rare, and therefore it's becoming increasingly important. It's been my good pleasure over the years to tell prospective members that this congregation not only includes Gamecocks and Tigers, but also Republicans and Democrats former Baptists and lifelong Methodists, people from a variety of theological perspectives, some quite divergent opinions on social matters. Not only do we sit near each other in worship, in choir loft, we're in Sunday school classes together, in Bible studies, we eat dinner with one another. I've looked across the Irby Street parking lot or a, a work site seen two people working side by side and I've known what they're about and I thought if those two people start talking talking politics I'm going to need Jesus to intervene right quickly (laughs) and yet there they are sanding those boards cutting that plywood becoming one by serving their one Lord and serving their neighbor in his name Because Jesus loves us as friends, he doesn't want his friends to fight. Because he loves us as a parent, he doesn't want to hear all that bickering. As our Lord, he commands us to love one another. He'd like to see that lived out. Because he loves us. Each of us and all of us. Jesus wants for us what he has with the Father and what he has with the Holy Spirit. And this unity that is not about having the same opinion on everything. 
or backing the same team, whether that be sports or, or politics or denomination. He was about us rising above those differences that people want to use to divide us and becoming one in him. One in what matters. That every person is created good in the image of God. And that every Christian has been claimed by, redeemed by the same Jesus. That's what makes us one. That's what matters most. That's what you've recognized in one another. Regardless of what people would try to use to divide you from one another. It would take some effort to divide this year's senior class. You all have become so united. They're remarkable. Which reminds me of my senior class. Like you all, we stayed involved in our church, even after we got our driver's licenses. We kept coming together because we liked being with one another. We actually looked forward to Sunday mornings and Sunday nights. For us, Saukahatchee was a big part of that. For you all, Santahatchee has been a big part of that. You've had Nate's gnarly adventures. You've become one. Like you, it wasn't necessarily that we were better than the classes that came before us, although they could say that about us, right? But it's also that we wanted to be together. We liked each other, like you do. We liked each other so much that we planned our retirement together. We had this wonderful idea of how the church could expand just behind the Family Life Center, build a retirement center. We'd all go back to it. We'd resume our wheelchair races when we got a little older. That was 1993. We've all gone our different ways since then. Finished school, gotten married. It takes some work to convince our spouses to live out our dream of that retirement center at the back of the church. I haven't seen uh, most of them in, in years. Last I heard, Rachel, Jason, Eric, we're all in Charlotte. Jeff's in Columbia. Brandy's still in Rock Hill. Trey is somewhere in Tennessee. If you got us all together, we'd probably cancel each other out in the voting booth. Some are still Methodist, some some other denomination. But I'll tell you, we remember those days in the youth group as good days. To a person, I have every confidence we would think of each other as a sister and brother in Jesus Christ. That's how I remember them 26 years later. And that's what I see in you. That you all have that with one another. That's what I trust you'll continue to have 26 or 52 or whatever years later.
You've been very good leaders and servers in this church. Be that wherever it is you go next. Know that you go with Jesus' prayers and love and with ours too. God bless you.